Hey Gems, welcome to Intimate Conversations with Lady L. I'm your host LaTanya and I also go by the name Lady L. I'm an image consultant and the creator of At Her Best Style and the Lady L Experience. Keep in mind. Hey Gems, welcome to Intimate Conversations with Lady L. I'm your host LaTanya and I also go by the name Lady L. I'm an image consultant and the creator of At Her Best Style and The Lady L Experience. I'm your go-to for all things self-discovery and image. Keep in mind that change is never comfortable. You are going to hear sensitive topics within this podcast. Some topics may resonate with your personal life. The topics discussed aren't meant to offend anyone. They are to bring personal healing and growth. In order to heal, you must first accept accountability for your role and be open and willing to hear the truth not the filtered truth but the entire truth now understand when you're dealing with the truth truth sometimes is never easy to accept but it is the only way to get a breakthrough to your healing this is why again i stress this podcast is for people who are ready for change and for people who are ready to deal with the things that may be holding them back and the sensitive issues we all face You are not alone and we are all dealing with sensitive issues in our everyday walks. I want my listeners to think of me as a big sister and we are having an intimate conversation because that is exactly what this is. If you and I were sitting in a room across from each other and you brought me an issue that was pressing on your heart, we would be having a discussion like this. So that we can help you get to the bottom of the issue and heal. Again, I'm rooting for you all as well as myself. And let's get to the episode. Hey. Okay. So this is actually going to be a quick episode. Um, Not a lot to say, but I just wanted to drop in and talk about um, life. Right. So what's the new phrase that everybody's been saying <laughs> for some time now? People be saying life be life in, right? Life just be life in. Now, I don't know about you, but in my last season of life, life was definitely life in for me. And I see a lot of you going through that as we speak. And it's funny how life works because we literally go from one season to the next season. And within those seasons, there's always something for us like to learn and gain, right? And this is why it's so important never to look down upon people or never turn your back on people. Or I would say really just don't look down upon because what someone could be going through in this season could be your very next season. Actually, that thing that you're looking at, that person that you're looking at and maybe their struggle in that season might be preparing you for your next season of life. So you want to be very, very careful with how you move out here. And that's why it's always best to just be kind and treat others how you would want to be treated. And I know we say it, but do we really understand that, right? So when they say treat others the way you would want to be treated, treat others how you would want to be treated in that situation is what it's basically saying. So when I look at it, sometimes I think about like 
family. Like my mom and my dad. They're getting older. So um, for me, I'm, you know, like, even though they're still my parents, responsibilities change a little bit when you have parents that are getting older, you know. So I have to be more of a caretaker in a sense to them at this age. So my responsibility shifts. You know how a lot of people be like, single people don't have responsibilities. No, I have responsibilities. I have um, aging parents as well who need me in different ways now so and those are the things that we sometimes don't see behind the veil that people go through and then we always like to say well this person and this person and we point fingers y'all know how life be out here life <laughs> but I look at my parents and I think about if I'm not there physically with them how are they being treated so if my dad goes to the store I want him treated a certain way with kind and care. So when I run across an elderly person in the store on the street and they need assistance, I'm always going to stop and help them. And the reason, especially if I, I'll put this disclaimer, especially, especially if I see them struggling in an area. And that's because I would want someone to do the same for me. I know I'm away from my parents. And if my parent was in that position and needed help, in this new age of technology and everything else that's going out here with life, I would want someone to intervene and help them as well. Some of you never looked at life like that before, right? Okay. But that's exactly what it means. Treat someone how you would want to be treated. Take yourself out the equation for a second. Yes, you can put yourself in the equation, but if you're having a hard time looking at it like that, take something you care about, even if it's just your child. So if you were not a, if you can't be around your child 24 7 so if your child is in someone else's care or they run across somebody and they may stumble across trouble how would you want your child treated in instance they ran across a situation where they need help let's say your child is at driving age and your child ran into trouble where they got a flat tire driving home from work at their part-time job okay if it's going to take you maybe 45 minutes to get to them and someone's able to get to them sooner or reach them sooner how would you want your child treated in the situation you would want them treated with care and you know you would want them to make sure your child is protected right you would want that person to Make sure they're safe from harm, comfortable, and if they are worried, just calm them down and I'm nice, nothing, help is on the way. You know, all the things. So, you want to look at life like that. And the reason why I'm presenting it, ugh, talking, presenting it to you like that is because a lot of us in life have a hard time seeing outside of ourselves. We have a hard time seeing things from the eyes, the perspective, the lens of somebody else. It's like being able to jump in somebody else's life and view it from the way they view it or view it from their experience. A lot of people have a hard time with that. 
So a lot of time when people are talking to people or giving advice or seeking answers, we see it from our objective sometimes. It's what I want or how I would. But when you're trying to get to know someone, you got to kind of understand them from where they're coming from. And this is why men and women bump heads a lot in life. Men don't think like women and women don't think like men. And as much as we say it, we don't lead with it. We don't really understand that concept. We do not think alike at all. We don't do things the same. So with women, women like to talk. You know, we like to talk things out. But men are not so much like that. Now, I'll give my dad as an example. My, me and my dad have great conversations. <laughs> I love my dad. But the thing about it is my dad is also a problem solver. And most men tend to be. I say most. I said men, because Lord, we need some clarity on that because even though they may be a male, M-A-L-E, don't make them a man, M-A-N, okay? There's a difference. There is definitely a difference, okay? They may be a males, but they could be a grown boy still. And that's depending on their maturity level. And that depends on where they at or excuse me, where they're at in life. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so sometimes we misappropriate titles. You'll hear me say that a lot. And in my past um, episodes, I say that a lot. You got to be careful how you stigmatize things. When I say stigmatize, be careful what you label things and what you give them. We always so quick to want to put something in a box or give it a label. And a lot of times what I find is we make things so broad. Some things are simple and some things are not so simple, you know. But the reason we're having such a conflict between the men and the women is one, we got to recognize where we are and what season. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Some of you are dealing with grown boys and some of you are dealing with grown girls. I don't care how old she is or he, I don't care how mature she looks. I don't care if she fine. Okay, I don't care if she is just every day killing it. Same thing with him. I don't care how mature he looks. I don't care if he looking like Rico Suave. I don't care if he's looking like he got it going on. (laughs) You know, what that mind you, you know, y'all be saying what that I don't really want to say that here because, you know. But y'all know y'all be saying what other things do. Like what the, what that do? What that do? No. Me be asking a question of this. I said me. Look, I'm gonna have to get real with y'all. Me, as in me, I be asking the question, no. What that mind do? Okay. Cause that's important. That is so important. <laughs> um, we always want to look at all the outer stuff and we don't dig deep enough. You know what I mean? Like you can have fun. Yes, we're going to have fun with it. But a lot of you don't ask the right questions. You know? So, that's why it's so important to be able to look outside of yourself sometimes. And a lot of you can't do it because of this. Self-awareness. Okay? Okay? A lot of people have not spent enough time with themselves 
to even understand where they are in life. If you haven't spent enough time with yourself to understand what it is that I like to do, where do I like to go? Um, what are my hobbies? What are my passions? What brings me joy? What makes me happy? What does peace look like to me? If you can't answer these questions, my love, you are unaware of who you are. Those are just surface questions. You don't know. So if I'm with you and let's say you've had a traumatic experience. Are you able to explain to me if in, if you're in a relationship with anybody, you should be able to explain your trauma to them. You should be able to say. This. Situation here. was very traumatic for me. And because of it, I've developed these triggers. But it's one thing to be aware of your triggers and you should be. That's the first key. Be aware of your triggers so that you can articulate that to someone else. So that way they know your triggers. That way they can literally watch how they move so they can make sure they're intentionally not being a trigger to you. Knowing knowing that. Because if I know someone's triggers, I'm not going to trigger them. I'm going to be like, okay. Okay, let me be mindful of my actions and knowing that. Then the other thing that I should be aware of is how can I help you when that trigger happens? Now, I can't be of help if you don't tell me how. So this is why it's also important not only to know your triggers, but to know how to handle them when they arrive. Because if you know how to handle them, you'll be able to articulate that to your spouse or whomever so that they can be there for you and help you get through. Do you see what I'm saying? All right, cool. I hope you do. (laughs) But that's why self-awareness is so, so important to know these things. Every day I look and I see divorce on the rise. This person getting divorced, that person getting divorced. And we know people get married for different reasons, okay? You can't make it so broad because... Everybody doesn't know why people have got together. Their reasons were different. What made you chose that person? A lot of people get married before they even learn who they are. I paused there so you can think about that. You haven't begun to even know who you are and then you grow into this next person. Now, get, get in, you're going to be in a marriage. You're going to evolve and grow, but you can evolve and grow together. When you know who you are, you know what your next direction is. You know what's up for you and you know how to be in alignment with things and people. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the marriage. The beauty of the marriage is actually the partnership, having someone help you navigate the times and and the struggles and things that you're going to go through. Because let me tell you, I'm thinking the number one reason why we're seeing so much divorce is people are getting stuck. When the hard times arise and the hardships arise. And so what that tells me is this. If we're getting stuck there, we don't know how to resolve conflict. We don't know ourselves. And if we don't know how to unpack our own stuff, our own traumas, we don't know how to heal from the things we've been going through. How can you be in partnership with someone else to help them heal? It's not your duty to help them heal. 
they should be self-aware. Again, I go back to that self-awareness when I said know your triggers and know how to handle your triggers. How can I be a support system to you if I don't know what your triggers are and I don't know how to support you? My job as your partner is to be a support. Mm, Okay. Not assume the responsibility. Okay. I paused that so you can get it, but my job is to be a support. And there's multiple ways I can support you as your partner, but I can't support something that I don't know is not there. So a lot of times we like to hide stuff from our people. We like to hide stuff from our partners. And then it comes up. We bring so much baggage into relationships and we don't talk things through. We swept things under the rug, all these things we carry in. And then they surface at different times. You know why they're surfacing? Because they're triggers. Because you're walking this thing out called life. And then something you haven't dealt with, a past trauma, you experience something, it triggers. And so now you're dealing with the trigger of it. And your partner is literally watching to see how this is affecting you because something has triggered you. And we watch how you handle situations. For those of you who have been with me for a long time, you know, I said something about seasons, right? I always said before I get in a relationship with someone, I want to see them in seasons. Seasons means this, not summer, winter, fall, spring seasons, but life seasons like I need to see how you are when you're happy, sad, angry, and mad. And the reason is, is because I need to know how to help you and be there for you and support you. I need to see what anger looks like for you. I need to know if my life is in jeopardy when you get angry. Hello, let's real talk. Because what if you're, what if you are a person who has anger management issues and you don't have those under control and your thing is destructive. Like what if you like to tear up things or what do you like to put your hands on people? I need to know that for my own safety. Right? So a lot of y'all get caught up in the romantic bliss of relationships. And then months down the line or a year down the line, you see Tommy angry and you see, he's like a Tasmanian devil when he gets angry. But you would have known that if you just waited and see, let me see, let me see you a little bit. Let me see some things. Let me, let me just see. Now I will say this. It's not your job to trigger people on purpose. It's not your job to become God and test people like, well, I'm going to test you in this situation and I'm a dizziness. We got to have a whole episode on testing. Okay. That's a different thing. It's, it's, Trust, we're going to have to talk about that. But what I'm saying is you can't be manipulative in a situation and try to to do things on purposely. You know how we like to, some people are very petty. I like to push people buttons and poke and do all of this stuff. You don't want to do that. Well, you don't want to do that for yourself because you don't know what you're poking. You ever heard that thing? Don't poke a sleeping bear. Yeah. Let, you know, like some things I take my hand off of. Let me let God do the testing. I can test you in my other ways. I can see how you walk out everyday life. I can just watch you in action as we're entertaining. As things come up, that's a test every day. I'm just seeing how you how you handle day to day with me. So that's the test. I don't have to come up with these manipulative schemes and plots and twists like everybody be coming up with to test you in something. No, I'm going to let God 
do the testing because trust me, his tests are far better than mine. Okay. And I don't want that karma on my hand. Okay. Okay. Real talk. I don't want that. And a lot of you are so busy trying to be in control of everything. When you manipulate tests and scheme on purpose, that's a form of control. You stirring the pot on purpose, that's a form of control, manipulation. My elders used to always tell me, if you really care about something, take your hands off of it. Put it in God's hands and let God work it out. That's showing one, can you surrender? That's showing two, how deep your faith is and how strong your faith is and Relinquishing control. And that's how you see things. Some people have to be in control of everything. If you have to be in control of everything, you're losing peace. There's no way you can be peaceful when you have to be in control of everything. Life is a lot simpler than we make it. We, the humans, make it complicated and hard. So think about that. Every time you orchestrate a plot, every time you orchestrate a tactic of manipulation, you're making life complicated and chaotic. Trust me, you never know what you're going to wake up to every day. Life is going to test you. You ain't got to add to the test. I'm going to say that again. Life is going to test you. You don't have to add to the test. Okay. See what happens from today to day to day. And a lot of you can't even pass your own test. So how dare you try to test somebody else? Mm -mm. I know they ain't ready for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say it again. Some of you can't pass your own test that you're given on a day-to-day basis. So how are you going to test somebody else? All right. Just giving you some things to think about there. Where we start with this thing called self-awareness. It's starting with self. Okay. So again, I'm going to backtrack for just a second. And recap. Treat others how you would want to be treated in this situation. And if you can't think about that in terms of yourself, think about someone you care about. How would the person you care about the most, if they got into a bind or their back was against the wall and in a situation, how would you want them to be treated in every aspect of it? Emotionally, protected, covered, cared, like all the things that mean the things to you. You know, go down that list. Also, remember this. You can't control everything. You got to let life just happen. That's what trusting the process means. We say it. We put up the hashtags. We put up the quotes. I'm trusting the process. But are we? If you are trying to control the process, you're not trusting the process enough. Have most of us had trust issues? I've had trust issues coming out of situations. I'd be like, ooh, child. And I verbally said it. I was like, ooh, after grief? 
they do it well go and i'm saying going through going through grief i was like ooh, my trust is a little shaky right now let me let me let me work on that and i vocally said that you know and i said that's an area i want to work with it's trust again like i gotta re you know restructure that regain that you know in some areas that filled me in and i actively worked on that was it an overnight thing no no not at all <laughs> but you know and i'm not the only one who who's dealt with that learning how to trust again it could be a scary thing right i know and i was vocal about that you know cuz i went through some bad things in the past you know i've i've had it all I've had the bad run-ins with people who I thought was friends. I had the relationship ones. I had the everything, you know, everyday people you talk to. It's, you know, I had it, child. (laughs) So I had to work through that as well, you know. And so whatever it is for you, you have to learn how to work through that. But, you know, even that, people send things my way and try to test me and, and, and do all the things. And it's like, all I know at the end of the day is this, God is in control. So when you send a test somebody way and God did not tell you to do that, God is in control is what I'm saying. God even alerts me. He warns me to things. He alerts me of danger and in, in things around me. And you know how they say no weapon form shall prosper. That's what it's meaning because God is the one who tests people. You are not him. So you shouldn't be testing people. Okay. So when you try to form a weapon against somebody, it won't prosper in his eye because he is in control. That's a word for somebody out there. It always fall apart. They always fall in the hole because you should have took your hand off of it. So when you orchestrate tests for people and karma comes back around, that's why, that's what they mean by that, y'all. Life is hard enough. Ain't nobody need you adding to the equation, being sneaky, being conniving, being manipulative and all of that stuff. Like, who got time for that? All that negative stuff. What's wrong with you? Okay. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right. (laughs) but moving right along (laughs) you can tell i'm back in my element right in my vibe so the other conversation i wanted to have with you because this is going to be a quick episode is i put up a post on my page and it said welcome back (laughs) because i am back i'm back to self back to who i am and i love it and if you can't tell in my voice inflection that hey because you probably haven't met this side of me because a lot of you met me during grief but she's back and i know this for sure and i want to break this down i'm gonna answer prayer for someone whether that be in my calling my purpose whether that be in business <laughs> in my relationships now when i say relationships let me break this down because i think everything that come out people mouth today people um contributed to relationships we think everything somebody posts on a page is about a relationship is about i think because we live in a world right now where so many people are wanting to be married or desire relationships committed relationships we go we we lead with that in everything we lead with that in thinking everything someone's posting is about 
longing to be with someone and all of this stuff. I had to make an announcement on my page and let people know that my new page is about my brand. Like what I'm talking to you about is self-discovery. What I'm talking to you about is the becoming of self. I'm talking to you about adversities. I'm talking to you about the process of putting yourself first. I'm also talking about how to even make yourself a project. So you become the best version of yourself. And then we're going to get into the Lady L experience. We're not going to drop that here. But that's what my page is about. And I think sometimes people make things too personal or they make every single post directed towards a situation or a situation you know you're in. I like to handle situations on the back end, okay? So if I'm dealing with someone, I want to keep it off social media. You know, every now and then I might speak your language because if you're not getting it, I'm like, can you take this off social media, please? Can we talk about it on the back channel? You know, let me speak your language for a second because I don't think you understand. Can we take this off the back channel? You know, but I put up a post and we'll get back to what I was saying. I said, is it me? Or does social media feel like it's turning into a subliminal battlefield y'all it's like a war zone it's not fun like it used to be because people are posting everything they're going through people are using it as the dumping ground and that tells me two things one we're not dealing with our stuff properly whatever it is you're going through trauma don't be ashamed of it we're all going through things like Megan say I'm gonna say it bad bitches have bad days too Okay, <laughs> we all have bad days. Nothing wrong with that. Never be ashamed. Y'all saw me go through a, a season of grief and having to learn this. Like, hey, I ain't never dealt with this before. Help, help. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to figure this out. And I feel like because people aren't dealing with their stuff, we are using it to vent. We are using it to get a message to someone. We don't we don't know how to communicate no more. Okay? That's why we don't know what to post on social media and what not to post. Some of us post because we need is a cry for help. Some are post because they need attention. And let's be honest, some are posting to be manipulative and controlling and all the things we talked about in the first half of this episode, okay? So it is very tricky out here in these streets. But we got to learn how to handle things properly. We got to learn conflict resolution in the proper way. We got to learn how to, what to post and what not to post. And, and the only way we're going to understand that is, again, going back to understanding ourselves and how we communicate. I got to be able to tell you how I communicate. It's okay if you don't know how to verbalize things like I do. But guess what? We need to figure out where where are you comfortable? What's your comfortable level so that but the only way I'm going to know these things about you is if I talk to you I have to physically talk to you to understand your comfort level and understand how you perceive things how you receive information I need to know some of you just throw things out there and think people automatically know this is how you do things I don't know if you don't tell me hello you told your homie, you told your friend, you told the person sitting next to you, the people who talk to you on the day to day, they know your intent by what you're posting. But does the person who you want to be the receiver of the message, do they understand that's how you do things? And majority of the time, the answer is no. No. And then you're mad. 
Well, I'm trying everything in a book and it's not working. It's not getting through to this person. They can't see what I bring to the table. They don't see what I value. They don't see that I'm showing up. They don't see that I'm doing things. Maybe it's the way it's communicated. And not necessarily saying you're doing it wrong. It's just, have you made them aware that this is how you communicate? So let's, let's, let's play a scenario for a second. Let's say I'm a person who is very visual with my communication and I, verbal is not my thing. I don't like to talk to people. You know, it's just, I can't find myself in words. I can't find the right words to express myself. Okay. You may fall into this book, this boat in this scenario. Okay. But there's this person out there I really, really like. How do I get them to know my intentions? And I'm not as verbal as them. Okay. So I got to find a way to connect with this person. Maybe schedule a, a one-on-one. Maybe if I'm not ready to meet them physically in person. Ah, video conference maybe. Maybe I can set up a video message. I got to find a way where I'm actually talking to them because I got to talk even though I'm not maybe good with my words. It's not about having the right words in that moment. It's more about setting up where we two can be on the same page at the same time where they can hear me and I can hear them. So I'm going to have to step outside my comfort zone just a little bit and say, you know what? Can I talk to you for a second? Can you Skype me? Is Skype still a thing? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Skype, video message me, Zoom me, Duo me. What's the one Google Hangout? You know, can, can, you know, you know all the forms. You know, yeah. Can you message me for a second? You know what? I've been meaning to talk to you. I want to vibe with you. Now, I'll be honest to tell you this. I'm not the best with words. I'm not the best with, you know, like expressing myself and communicating my my um, thoughts the way you are. You know, if they are a person who does that, let's say the way you are. But I do admire that maybe in you. But um, I just wanted to start communicating with you and letting you know. So I'm letting you know, I'm putting you on notice that I noticed you was up, you know. <laughs> Like, that's how you do that. But also, you want to let them know, like, but this is how I express myself. I express myself through my art. Or I express myself, I'm a visual person. So, you might see a lot of visual displays from me and how I express myself, you know. But I'm working on that other area. I'm just not as strong as that as you. And then you can ask the person, okay, well, how do you express yourself and stuff like that? So, we... This way, you guys are establishing communication and knowing how you show up for one another. So now that person knows that, okay, you are a visual person. Okay, so I need to look for your clues in this form. Okay, now I know that. I'm not misinterpreting. I'm not this or that. Okay, and you do things this way. Okay. And what the, the cute part is you guys can help each other. So say the person who is visual the other person is not as visual. So maybe you can help them in that aspect show up in ways and vice versa. You say you're not as strong expressing yourself verbally. Okay. I can show you cute little things, you know, and it just become cute, you know, all the things. <laughs> but you, you know, 
it goes back to self-awareness. And we got to be comfortable with that part, at least within ourselves, so we can know how we communicate. And it starts in your families because everybody in my family don't communicate the same. You know, like me and my dad, we can have conversations. Me and my mom, we communicate totally, totally different. My brother and I, we communicate totally different. And, you know, like you have to figure out you and your people. And that's where it starts. Don't be scared. It's fun. But things like that. But when we don't do that, this is what happened. It comes into like a war battle because like you, you wanted to get something serious across to somebody and then you put it in a post and then they missed it because their interpretation of your post is not what you thought it should have been interpreted as, right? So you're mad. And you're thinking and you're feeling undervalued and underappreciated when that's not the case. It's just really they didn't understand what the intent. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm supposed to decipher this. Like, it's I'm deciphering a puzzle. Like, lay it out. What What is it? You know? <sighs> so we have a lot of that going on. And then it people and then people start getting mad and and then it becomes a war battle zone and they're going back and forth and then you start bringing other people into it because people are like well i saw that that person's really trying or this person is this and that person but did that person tell that person that's the whole part we're missing the person that's supposed to be receiving it is not on this does not know everybody else knowing that person's not knowing because everybody didn't jump on the bandwagon of the way that other person does things, but ain't nobody communicated to the receiver. The receiver is an important part in this, the equation. They need to know what's going on too. Fellas, I'm going to talk to you for a second. How many of you have wanted to do something special for your girls? Like how many of you ever like you're planning like a Valentine's day or something like that. And you get your boys help because you're not kind of good in that area or you got some girl helping you. You know how you know how y'all do. I have a brother. So I've had to help him. So you needing help with executing this thing. So because these people are helping you execute, they know the plans. They know the intentions. Let me say that again. They know your intent, your intentions with it. They know why you're doing what you do. They know the who, the what, the when, the why. They know the intent. And they know what they want your outcome to be. All right. But my other question is, does the other side know the outcome? Like, even though we're doing this for this one person, who have you designated to make sure the person we're doing this for understands what to look out for? Even with a surprise, you can do this. Because if that person's supposed to be surprised, how about let that person be aware of how the person you're intending to surprise know that there's going to be a surprise. They don't have to know they're being surprised. Is what I'm saying? Let me back up. They they don't have to know because a surprise is a surprise. You don't want them to know. But you should designate someone that knows that person well enough to know how they receive information so that your message lands. Boom, bada, bang. You know what I mean? It just lands. They get it. So let's say someone designates me. Let's say my brother. He wants to plan something for a girl he's seeing. Okay. I should know this girl well enough. That I should know that in my eyes, I know what he's planning. What's his intent? 
I need to know her so I'll know when he sets it up and it's time to land, she understands what's going on. So I got to make sure she's in position. That's my job. My job is to make sure she's aware to know. And if there's any questions, I'm there to help with the, you know, to answer anything. So if she's shocked and still doesn't quite know what's going on, I'm there to be like, sis, look what he did for you. Look, he's trying to tell you this. He's trying to tell you that. Or this is the intent. You got to have somebody there for the layup is what I'm saying. Let me speak, speak sports to you for a second, okay? That's where you're missing out. The layup. So everything else is done right, but who's connecting to the other person? Remember, they know you, but who knows her well enough? And even if you don't know her, it's good to know someone that knows her. But if you send one of your people, make sure your people is handling it right. And a lot of y'all dropping the ball because you're sending the wrong person in. You know how you got those people like, I'll do it. I'll help. I'll be the one. I'll make it land. Not everybody can do that. I did an episode a long time ago and I said, everybody ain't a safe place. You know how some people think they are, but they're not. It's the same thing with this situation. Some people may think they know how to do communicate, but they don't. Because you might want a, a message communicated that comes from you. But if a person is not nurturing, that message won't be delivered in the proper way that you need it to. So be very careful when you trying to travel messages through people is what I'm saying. Check your channels. Check your circles. Check how you laying up stuff. If this is a sport now, check that layup. You might have to get some new players in position when it comes to this. So your shot, when you're shooting your shots, the shots land, okay, properly. So hopefully that helps <laughs> with that. Um, that was fun anyway to talk about. So um, hopefully also that bridges the gap in communication because that's just where we're falling short. It's the communication is just needs to be where it needs to be. We have to understand each other. Because we're not going to do things the same. I go back to the beginning. Men and women do things differently. And we just got to understand that. Trust me, I, I have a brother and a dad. They are different. Okay. I understand one more than the other. And even as we get older, I have to understand them because they different. I'm, I'm learning them at different ages. I'm learning the, my brother in his 30s. Who this? Every day I'm like, who this? This a 20-year-old. You know, I'm not going to say my brother's name. I got to learn the 30 year old him, <laughs> you know, and my dad is the same way. Like I'm trying to figure your brother out. You too. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> what we going to do? What we going to do, Cletus? You know? So it's fun though. It's all on how you make it. Cause you know, people go do different things at different times and seasons. So it's like, okay, he older now. Oh, 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 okay. Cool. Still same person, but you know, he older. Things change and, you know, think a little differently. Okay. Okay. I ride with you on that. Okay. I see where you, oh, we doing it like this now. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. I see you. You know, so it's, oh, how you make it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but that's why it's looking like a war zone. And mainly it's because we just don't know how to communicate with each other, y'all. So we got to work on that. And I'll come back and do another episode on that. But I want to touch bases so you can see where we're at with it. 
Now, going back to this other post I post. <clears throat> I am an answer prayer. You know how you go through some things in certain seasons, you know, like in my 20s and my 30s, I was just not where I needed to be, <laughs> you know, and that's just real talk. And so like someone understands me out there. I'm an answer for what someone didn't like. I'm an answer prayer for someone. Whether it be in business, whether it be in my teachings, the things I'm going to be doing, um, my craft, you know, <laughs> I'm an answer prayer in, in different situations. And you are too. In your life story. And with that, I'm also the person I needed. You know how a lot of times we look at what we wish we had or we wish we had this. I had to become what I needed, you know, and that's okay because if I felt like there was a need for that, then if it was a lack, shall I say, in my life or what I needed, I became what I needed because I'm sure there's somebody else out there who's going to need <laughs> what I needed too at one point. And I don't want them to lack because I lacked, you know, a lot of times we can't become our best selves because we're so busy worrying about why we didn't get what we didn't get and why this person, you know, like we're so busy worrying about that type of stuff, but become it sometimes. Sometimes people are so mad because they didn't grow up in two parent households. I grew up with a mom and dad. Some of you are so mad that you don't see the blessing in front of you. Okay. Are you married and you're creating a two parent household? There you go. You didn't have it for a reason, but once you start telling yourself a different story, you can heal from it and be blessed and present in the situation you have. Some of you never came from families that showed you love and all of this stuff. If you're blessed enough to create a family of love, that's a beautiful thing. So no, you didn't have it, but it showed you what you wanted and you went and you created. So now your children are in a house of love. Some of you are so Holding on to the old story, you can't embrace where you are. Some of you are in happy marriages, but you can't be happy where you are in the marriage because you're so busy wanting to repair how your life didn't go. You're mad because your mom wasn't there for you. You're mad because your dad wasn't there for you. You're mad because you wanted a happy family and that's not your story. So where you're still operating in chapter one in your story, you were born, well, chapter one, y'all will say you were born into your story. And then let's say about chapter, I'll give you chapter three, chapter three, you're living it out, you know, and you finally understand the dynamic of what you were born into. Let's say that's your chapter three. Okay. Some of you are still living in chapter three when you were in chapter eight. You got your own family now. Let that be your guiding light. I didn't come from that, but look what I created. Stand in that moment. And a lot of you can't. And then you're taking that baggage into your marriage. You're making your husband pay for the fact that your mom didn't love you. Your dad didn't, wasn't there. Your mom and dad split up. You are not healed from that. And that is a trauma. And we're going to recognize it. But now the question is, when do we stop letting this be the theme of every situation we go in? And a lot of you are keep making that your theme in everything you go in. You go in a relationship with somebody else. This is the theme. You go in a relationship with the next person. That's the theme. You go in a relationship with the next person. You still carrying the same theme, baby. Let it go. 
How can you build that foundation if you're carrying the same thing? So let me throw this out there before I run out of time. I did, every time I say I don't want to make these long, some how they be long. Ah! Okay. <laughs> but let me throw that out there real quick. For those of you who did come in on my healing journey with grief. I said one thing. It was important to me to heal completely before I started a relationship with anybody. And the reason for that, because I don't want to bring that chapter into a new chapter. It's unfair. They weren't there in that chapter. And I know the things I might have gone through in that chapter that needed healing before I started anything with someone else. And I didn't want it to resurface in any kind of way. And that was important to me. And I'm here. I'm glad I've healed of that. I'm not thinking about that chapter. It was a beautiful chapter. It was a learning experience. Okay. It was a great learning experience while I was with that person. They're no longer here. They passed away. And that was the hardest thing was asking the questions. And that's natural when you have something like that, asking why did they pass away? Um, Trying to understand what was the lesson I needed to learn from the whole ordeal with that person, you know, and you miss that person and letting go of the missing part and all the things and dealing with grief and all this wave of emotions from happy, anger, sad, disbelief, bargaining, wanting, wishing that person can come back, trying to trade. Hey, what can I do to bring this person back? You know, all the things. And I had to heal through that so I can be me again for someone else and be this available. There's nothing worse than getting in a relationship with someone who's emotionally unavailable to you. I would never do that to people. Now, have I been on the receiving end of that? Woo, child. Too many times. <sighs> Too many. How can, if a person can't be there for emotion, there for me emotionally, How are they going to get to know me? How can they handle me with care? I know people have a hard time dealing with their emotions. We're going to talk about that on a different episode. I don't want to confuse you because we're going to unpack that. Um, even if you are a person who don't can't handle emotions, you can't just sit it on the shelf and say, I just don't deal with emotions because that's what's holding you back is what I'm saying. That can no longer be your narrative. You're going to have to get some therapy. You're going to have to work it out. You're going to have to, because if you can't do it, you can't show up for you and other people. You you got to be there for your children. You got to be there for your spouse. You got to show up. And when you can't connect emotionally, you're not showing up the way you need to. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you really get what I'm saying? All right. So we're not going to unpack that one today, but I, I, I'm letting you know a need. So these people who be like, I don't need that. Yes, you do. If, if you can't connect emotionally and you emotionally unavailable, because that's what's happening. Think about it. If you are a parent who's emotionally unavailable, think about the impact that has on your child. You can't really show them love in the way that they need it in their love language. And I started talking to y'all about love languages during the pandemic, but we didn't explore it because I was still in my healing journey. We gonna talk about some stuff. I'm back. Okay. And you're going to see why it is people used to come to me for advice and always be there because I studied this a long time. There's things I study. You don't know. I study. I don't talk about everything. Y'all everything ain't on surface. So for them people who say I need 10,000 hours, baby, try to test it. Okay. Try to test I've been put through 
every situation. I didn't been there for people. Okay. I didn't did. I didn't did these hours. <laughs> That's just some humor to it. But hey, if you know, you know, if you don't know, let that one go over your head. Don't even worry about it. Don't stress. I can't stress it enough. Don't stress trying to figure that out. Don't worry about it. Let that part of it go. All right. But yeah, we're going to bring it to a close. So, to all my emotionally unavailable people, we're going to work that one out. We got to get in tap with it. You may not be as deep in your emotions. Not saying you got to be a deep person. I know I'm a deep person, but hey, you ain't got to be deep like me. We got to be you, but we got to find a way to make emotions comfortable for you. For you. Keyword is you. Okay. Because you can't not show it for your people. It's the worst thing is when you lose someone and grieving and someone can't be there for you. Ooh, that is the worst feeling. And so I want to talk about that. So let me put this disclaimer and we're going to close up. One, that post was not about relationships. You know, like stop leading with relationships and everything, y'all. Every post people post is not about relationships. It's not about someone specifically. Please remember I am a brand. Please remember a concept in my brand we talk about is breaking free. Okay. I got to talk to you about breaking free from things. I'm talking to you about self-discovery. I will use examples out of my life. Things I've been through may not be currently going through, but have been through to help you in your self-discovery journey. Okay. Everything is not subliminal. Okay. I know that's how we living out here. I know that's what people are doing, but you can't assume that people are showing up the same way you are showing up. Everybody ain't doing the subliminal dicks but i will sometimes use examples you know to help you do things i've gone through okay cool you trying to get my attention i'm gonna talk to you about how to get my attention send me a dm for now until other than that um we gotta start with the subliminal stuff okay y'all y'all making the waves a little murky out there in social media world and land okay like that's why people emotions are up and down like stop with the subliminal attacks back and forth to each other okay find you bring some peace and joy to your page okay if you are a business stay in the lane of what your mission statement talk about connect with your people we're going to talk about how to connect with your people on the lady l experience okay we're going to go there um but i'm rushing because i don't want to cut me off because i really got to say this I want to send love and light to the family and friends of someone who is very dear to my heart. Irish Grinstead. Such an amazing spirit, such an amazing soul person. I can't even say it without having tears in my eyes now. I'm being honest, tears are just welling up. I love her to pieces. I adored her. That was someone who I admired growing up and we later became friends in life. No one knew because I valued our friendship. We just lost her. And it has been a hard transition, but we're going to get through this together and it's going to cut me off. And I can't believe it's cut me off. So I'm going to come on and do a special tribute to her because I can't let it just cut me off like that. But hold on. But I want to send love and light to everybody who's remembering her and grieving the loss of my dear sis Irish. 
I love you, Irish. I'm going to keep going for you, okay? I'm going to close here so we can save it.